broadcasting live to tape from sexy, sunny Studio City, California. It's the Knapsack Files with Ken Knapsack, bringing you exciting, wonderful, interesting people from my life into yours. This is a show about life, and this week I get to welcome one of my favorites into the studio, Mr. Chip Dornell. Wow. That was a nice build-up. I was looking over my shoulder seeing who could you possibly be talking (laughs) to. Oh, you know, it is you. It is you, my friend. I'm glad to uh, have the chance to bring you in today. Thanks for coming on out to uh, Studio City. Uh, thank you for making me feel wanted. Oh, well, you had to uh, schlep over the 405 from uh, your wonderful abode in Brentwood. And uh, the gas light was on. I made it the whole way with the air conditioner on as well. <laughs> I, I had uh, uh, not not bribe you like it. You, I had to s- s- strangle you to get over here, but I did have to tempt you with uh, we'll maybe chip, bribe. chips and salsa later. Is that what we're going to do? Delicious. Oh, man. I'm so glad to have you on the show because I've known you now for, we're coming up on about 10 years, right? Wow. When I, you think about it. Yeah. It, it, thinking about time depresses me. Yeah. But uh, Which, it, I, it has to be the I, days of the Eldorado. <laughs> That's right. I said the same thing when Megan Finley was on the show. I said, "Hey, we know each other about ten years. Uh, what do you think about it?" And she, oh. <laughs> and I can't, I can't tell if that reaction is because, oh God, I've known you for ten years, or just time has passed. But I think it's time has passed. Yeah, El Dorado. We met doing uh, stand-up comedy. Um, uh, Mark Franco's uh, White Boy Comedy Productions, and before that, along uh, Mark Franco and TK with the uh, Rebels, Rebels of, of Com- Comedy. Rebels of Comedy. Yep. El Dorado and Brentwood. A um, interesting little Mexican restaurant with a back room that looked like some co- sort of den of iniquity. Yep, it was uh, off the grid. No one knew about it. It wasn't on the drawings or the plans, and uh, the fire department wasn't supposed to know it was there. It wasn't. And we had some great shows there. Um, that's where I cut my teeth as a stand-up comic. And the funny story I like to tell about you is uh, I didn't know you that well, um, and you're you're a, a very strong, formidable-looking uh, African-American gentleman. And me as a young white boy from the small town of Royal Grande um, can look at you, and I, quite frankly, was just intimidated by you. Because you were this, it was like, oh, Chip's here. Mark would be all excited. You, Chip, you carried some, some, some importance, some gravitas, some weight. You what? know, it was like, oh, Chip, Chip Ronell's here. And I, and I remember. I wish I had known that. <laughs> I wouldn't approach you. And it, which is a, a, a shame because it's not like you give off some Sam Jackson type of stay away, uh, I'm, I'm going to mess you up vibe. You're, you're just this dude. That's funny because Franco always says, says that I sound like Samuel L. Jackson and I don't hear it. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Um, and I remember being on stage at one time uh, at the El Dorado doing my material about being a virgin and uh, the cat pooping on my car as a retribution, all this stuff. And uh, I remember you in the audience uh, one time, and I just remember shutting down. It was like, chips in the crowd, and he's not laughing. I'm, I'm failing. Failing is a comic. Yeah, wow. I, I, you never actually told me that story, and now how can you make a person feel even worse? Uh, it was... Let me just interject. It was the energy of that room. I hated being in that room. I, for me, it was like being in a, a Korean horror movie. And I know I've, you've heard me use that analogy yeah. for the second time this week. Or, uh, sorry, or Turkish, but it's just Turkish prison. prison. Um, um, but it w- no, no fault of you. It's all on me. I like to apologize. It was all on me for well, being no, intimidated. I and um, but then I did remember one time. I think I made you laugh and. Uh, you, I got a hearty laugh from you. It's probably on one of my old digital recorders with Fraser Smith introducing me uh, uh, as the host. And, and I, I got a hearty laugh from you. No one else in the room laughed, but Chip Dornell laughed. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. Well, if I had known this back then, I would have spent uh, fewer nights crying myself to sleep. <laughs> like I do now. 
When did you uh, move to L.A.? Uh, 1991. It was uh, fall Ooh. of 1991, shortly before my mother's birthday. Oh, wow. I don't know why I remember that. And you're from uh, Connecticut, Vermont. I moved out here from Vermont, yes. New York, Connecticut, Vermont. Originally Hartford. Born, originally born in, Vermont, in uh, New York, yeah. Long Island. Family moved to Vermont when I was 12, and mm-hmm. I was the last member of my clan to leave the state of Vermont, right. which I still consider myself a, um, yeah. a, a Vermontian. Is that how it is? They say Vermonter, but you know. A Vermutin? Yes. Um, and fu- funny side note, um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream is up from Vermont, right? Yeah. And didn't you Didn't you tell me once, do you actually remember going to like the store where Ben and Jerry were serving the ice cream? Yes. My mother, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. This is, okay. The small town Burlington, uh, I, I did have ice cream or actually it was a blueberry shake from the original Ben wow. and Jerry's. Location. This was after me and my mom went to see uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie starring the Bee Gees. <laughs> and Steve Martin. And Sandy Farina. <laughs> Whatever happened to her? And Peter Frampton, right? Peter Frampton, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I believe Aerosmith was in the movie. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, anyone who's laughing, think, yeah. take that. Put that on your <laughs> Netflix queue and get the hell out of here. And uh, she said, oh, Chip, you want to go to Ben and Jerry's? And I'd always heard about Ben and Jerry's, yeah. Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's. I was like, whatever. And it was. It was in this, like, converted gas station. I ordered a blueberry shake. And, you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't huge into ice cream as a kid. I'm like, eh, whatever. Right, right. And uh, I just remember it tasting melty and gross. I was not very. <laughs> I'm like, I give this place a year. <laughs> One year, I says. And One then, year. Yeah. And then. Ten years later, I'm waiting on Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you could have invested at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I guess at that point, it just didn't have uh, it didn't have its uh, political identity as an ice cream yet. Absolutely not. <laughs> and so that's why it just kind of meandered. So you're you're over there in Vermont, and then uh, you decided to come out here. Was it was it for writing, performance, running away from something? What brought you out here? Well, you see, Ken, I thought. That this was a burgeoning business, this show business thing, where you could just get off the bus, yeah. go down to the studio, right. <laughs> hand them a little sample, maybe a tape of some jokes that you'd done, and they'd say, well, we'd be happy to have you. Where you been? CBS, ABC, or NBC, your choice. <laughs> to wait tables <laughs> in the commissary. And uh, so uh, that's how that's how that went. Oh, and I said, uh, oh, you know, I, I'd love to be a comedian, so I'll do that on the side. Sure. Why not? Pad your resume. So uh, 20, tw- oh, we're going on 22 years later. 22 years. How, um, if you've been in town that long, you've probably had some close calls of success that uh, uh, I've been here for 14 years, and there's been some times where I'm like, oh, this is going to hit. This is gonna hit. I'm quitting that day job soon. Oh, this is great. I'm oh I'm going on a six month comedy tour. I actually put my notice in once. I was on a comedy tour bus with Mark Franco, <laughs> Christian Harloff, Lou Santini. I remember um, that. And uh, maybe JB Kaler, I think it was. And it was gonna be great. It was it was awesome. It was gonna be great. And then you know then things happened. Uh, what would have been some of your or things didn't happen or things failed to happen? Um, what were some of the things that? Uh, how many? I w- I'm curious. How many close hits have you had? I don't know. I I don't keep track, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I track. um, due to uh, a a healthy inability to um, maintain things in the memory banks. Uh, I don't know, but I I will tell you. I I, yeah. had, I had a wonderful opportunity. I think it was uh, last fall to go to the uh, uh, Charlie 
Charlie Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Maybe it was a year ago. I don't yeah. know. Charlie Sheen uh, roast with a friend of mine who was a journalist, Ray Richmond. Hey. hey. And uh, he, Ray knows a lot of people in the business, just uh, you know, from his you know his ends and all the people he's talked to over the years. It's crazy. Ray was. Um, I guess we'll talk about this later. I did mm. the Simpsons book with Ray. Absolutely, we're going to talk about that. But Ray uh, saw a buddy from Comedy Central, uh, a VP of something. Yeah. One of the 20, perhaps, and uh, Ray always is great, always hypes me up. This was right after uh, William Shatner went by and accosted one of the waiters and took a whole tray of uh, crab puffs back to his dressing room. I was like, need those (laughs) crab puffs. (laughs) I was like, I want one of those. Um, But the, the, you know, oh, Chip's a comedian, he's a writer, he's done this, and he's done that. And uh, when Ray and I were about to go off to the journalist's cave in a Mm -hmm. separate studio where the live feed was being fed into this vice president friend said so chip uh have you ever done a special with us i'm like uh no i haven't and he <laughs> said well talk to me love to have you i'm like great and then you know it's like you know this was just last year so about at that point i knew not to take anything serious but it was really nice of someone sure. to ask me like that to just to just assume and uh, that you could pull it off given time <laughs> we all could right <laughs> would have been like that bus tour <laughs> Just throw your Martin Luther King bit out, your Ethiopian restaurant bit out, and it would have oh, worked. My old jokes. Oh, my old My two jokes that worked. Uh, no, you had a lot of no. jokes that worked. I had a few, actually. I think about them every once in a while. When was the last time you regularly performed stand-up? That's a good question. I think it was uh, 2000. What year is this? 2013? Yeah, I think. Still. Let me, let's see. Where was I? 2010? Maybe two, 2008, 2009? Oh, wow. Could it have been that long ago? Okay. It was... Um, I have a bit of an anxiety thing, and yeah. um, and while I, I have uh, I have I have confidence in my material, sure, uh, it's not a rational thing. It's just a matter of being in front of other people, yeah. and performing, and it's um, it's not the usual stage fright sort of thing. It's one of those things. That before I went on, I'd go on to stage. I would be all day consumed with the idea. I'm going on stage tonight. I have to go on stage tonight. I have to go oh, on wow. stage tonight. Yeah, and I talked about deep. Yeah, run, run that runs very deep. I talked to comic friends about it, and they'd say, "Oh, you just need to go up more often." Right? Like, you're, yeah, you're not you're not listening to me at all. <laughs> thanks. thanks well, wow, shocking! Advice. A comic's not listening to another person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just need to get up on stage more. Let me try this new joke on you. Yeah. Um, so I, I I suffered over the years. I guess easiest way I, undiagnosed or self diagnosed social anxiety a little bit. I've always been a shy kid, but yeah, I suffered it, and you've, you've seen some meltdowns I've had on stage just turning into a Chris Farley ball of sweat just because I was nervous that I was... Ver- I was very aware on stage that people are watching me, and... See, I'm not getting that at all. I have no recollection of that. Well, because like well, you sat in the back at room five on La Brea up there working the soundboard. Uh-huh. Even, even after we became good friends, I still yeah. sat in the back shaking my head and my fist. That damn Ken Napsock so funny. Uh, you you were one of my bigger boosters, and I I appreciate it to my dying day. Um, uh, your laughter during some of my uh, bits that the crowd just did not want to get. It's not that they didn't get; they were just like, "We're not buying it from you." Sweaty, yeah. sweaty McSweats a lot. Um, I I but when I left, I remember I left stand up in two thousand seven, came back uh, a little bit in two thousand nine, did about another year, uh, regular year. Uh, and I was better, and I don't know what there was a mental switch I had to switch on, um, uh, just kind of force myself to be comfortable. So I understand where you're coming from. Uh, it didn't chew me up all day like it did you, but yeah, you're very. How did when you're actually going through it on stage? How did it feel? 
Oh, love the laughter. I mean, it's sure. like that that part of it, um, that high is ridiculous, especially mm. when you're going into something that you know is going to get a big laugh. Yeah. Oh, oh nothing a, like it. Great moment. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. But uh, the last shows that I did, for some reason, I can recall actually being on stage and thinking to myself, I want to get this over with. Right. I want to get this over with. And which is in contrast to even, you know, in the depths of my times of anxiety while I was on stage, I would get the light and I would think to myself, you know, the light indicating that you have one more <laughs> minute to wrap it up. Um, Two if you're at the improv. Yeah. I would think to myself, there's no possible way that could have been seven minutes, eight minutes, nine yeah. minutes, ten minutes. No way. Right. I, I always felt that someone would screw me out of time. <laughs> Big, and obviously, um, I was riffing, and I was having a good. That means you were having Clearly. a good time, right? Until the very end. And when you get up, when you got off stage, where you're like, there was no real problem with that. Oh yeah, you know? that's 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 what makes it totally irrational, right? That's what makes it crazy. <laughs> it makes it selling with crazy. Um, I know well, I was funny. You were. Oh, you're. Yeah, make no mistake. You're. You're absolutely funny. And. Um, Let's talk about one of your successes. We'll get into a little bit more what you and I did, but uh, which wasn't successful. Um, well, uh, we liked it. You mentioned Ray, Ray Richmond, right? Yeah. Um, he uh, brought you in on one of a book that I remember buying with great anticipation uh, and great excitement. Uh, the complete was it called? What's the exact title? It's a long title. The complete. Guide. Now you're gonna put me on the spot. You think yeah. I book, pick that book up every day? <laughs> I did pick it up just recently to show it to someone, but I had to dig it out of my closet. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons, a complete guide to America's favorite fa family. Right. Perhaps that is the title. I believe that's it. You know, and I have it in my room. Maybe I'll get you to finally autograph that copy. Uh, and you were, um, and I and I didn't know, you're such a humble man, and, and I respect that about you. Um, you you're not like, hi, I'm Chip. I co-wrote the Simpsons book. You're, you, you know. You know, I would feel like a total a-hole if I went around doing that, Absolutely. which is why. <laughs> but, uh, but there's people and you that, would be. There's people that don't have that kind of, of, right, of right. silence button. But uh, it was a while, and I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and uh, it was a while before I realized it, and someone else pointed it out to me, and I remember going home, and I grabbed the book off my shelf, and there, down there in, in, in the credits, Chip Dornell. Was it spelled right? It was spelled right. Oh, you don't have one of the uh, collector's editions where I think, it, I don't know if it was Darnell Chump, <laughs> Darnell... <laughs> Chimp. <laughs> you're one you're one brush with fame and it's as Darnell Chuck. Yeah. Um No, and I was so proud, I swelled with pride that my <laughs> friendship was part of this. And I just was like, you know, in this town of, of celebrity sightings and, and celebrity encounters, that was that to me was more important. It was like, I know the guy that, that <laughs> contributed to this book. Because it's an episode by episode guide. And they've gone on to other volumes, which I know you haven't uh, been a part of, um, which is a shame. But uh, you know, it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Um, Never mind, Jack. It's Hollywood. In-depth episode by episode guide to the to the greatest show in television history. So, um, sorry, Bewitched. It's uh, been a gem in terms. I'm sorry for sorry for cutting you no, off. No, no, no. I'm talking just, too much. You go for it. If I could just uh, talk about myself again, um, it's been a gem in terms <laughs> of that. That you know, I've come across a lot of people who were fans and actually had you know bought the book i'm not a big book buyer myself <laughs> right. um even when it comes to things that i like and so in, in terms of that I, I remember ray insisting that this would turn into you know bigger bigger and better things sure. uh, career wise eh, not so much 
But uh, the people that I've run into, uh, the peers and, and the like yeah. of people who were familiar with the book, I, I was actually surprised that people had the book. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, I knew that, you know, it, it had sold. But I'm just like, really? You, you have the Simpsons book? Really? Right. That's fantastic. Oh, my I, God. I know people that I still reveal that fact to them. Hey, you know, you know, Chip, right? Yeah. Look at this. Look at this book. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. How did you did you uh, what was your big part in that? Did you uh, were you contributed to the, each episode tidbits or trivia? What did you do? Yeah. Okay, so uh, the year is 2000. This was New Year's Eve. It was going into 2007, so it was New Year's Eve 2006. Okay. I get a call from Ray. You, you wouldn't believe this. I just got this gig, but I can't do it by myself. I need your help. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Ray, and, Ray and I had never worked on anything together. I had worked with his wife, but he knew that I was a great Simpsons fan, and mm-hmm. we had spent a lot of time together watching Simpsons and mm-hmm. um, laughing and whatnot, and... He knew I was a writer, and mm. so I, he just simply said, I need your help to write this book. I'm just like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. And so it was it was commissioned by the Simpsons people, basically. And it's like uh, they had someone else working on it, and mm-hmm. he didn't work out. They fired him. They hired Ray. Ray brought me on sort of like, uh, I don't know, black market help. They, I, I was not sanctioned by them, but you know, they found out. About <laughs> the whole thing was, you know, it's like a cluster mess like everything else yeah. in Hollywood is. It's just like, you know, so many go-betweens or, you know, the, the well, I, I won't say too much, but the, the go-betweens that were there, just yeah. not, not really effective, sort of crazy. Right. I, I could say that um, <laughs> because I don't care. And it, the communication was just like mucked up. But anyway, right. so it... it um, turned into Ray coming over to my house for two weeks or my apartment for two weeks with like stacks of memorabilia and printouts wow. and uh, all kinds of crap with his computer. He set up his computer in the dining room. Mine was in the other area, <laughs> small nook. <laughs> the nook. The office in my apartment. Nook. And for two weeks we just like, you know, watched episodes of The Simpsons and uh, sounds fun, but that's a lot of work. It's a heck of a lot of digging work digging through. I mean, as big as a fan I am, I don't know if I'd have the patience to to get through a couple episodes doing that. Like, all right, write down that line. What does that say? What does that character mean? You know, but it's it's great. So from 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 there, um, you and I, uh, you and I moved into a, a little uh, comedy duo. Uh, that I think has collectively 14 views on YouTube. <laughs> uh, uh, Chipsock, the, the smashing. Ten you, of those are mine. Four t- are yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about. Oh, uh, it. it oh, I, I can't forget my niece and nephew too because they love them too. Oh, outstanding. We we uh, I had done a um, on my own had done a series of stupid videos where I was a. Uh, quote compensated celebrity endorser, and uh, ended up going to the Grand Canyon with my ex girlfriend. We shot one out there, and don't uh, forget Tina's burritos. Tina's burritos was the one that launched it, and you can go to my my YouTube channel, um, uh, youtube.com slash cospan, I think it is. Uh, um, but then I eventually I reached out to you. I was like, you have a video camera and can edit where I can't. Uh, let's put some stuff together. And part of my joke was I was editing bad on purpose, which some people still is there like, I, I could have helped you edit that. And I'm like, no, it was done badly on purpose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we put, up, we put up some fun stuff. We, we actually traveled. We went to Pismo Beach to shoot one. That's right. We took a road trip. Road trip. And um, we had a series. Uh, uh, my personal favorites are reaching across the aisle segments. <laughs> 
Um, because in real life, you and I, uh, I think we're a testament to reaching across the aisle. We're, we're, we're how, how would you describe it? I always say, I'm a conservative Republican, and you say, and I'm not. But yeah. uh, in truth anymore, I, I, I have trouble labeling myself even that. Well, that's why um, I don't consider it really that big a deal, because right. I don't even know what you believe, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you are far less vocal about your politics than I am about mine. Yeah. Which is so, I mean, it's, so it's not really even a, a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have so many friends who are... Uh, consider themselves conservative or were raised conservative yeah. and are now apathetic or what have you. Yeah. And they are, and I'm not saying this to be, I, I, just like some of your friends, some of your best yeah. friends are black. Yeah. <laughs> some of my best friends, no, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> and they, and I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying that in the condescending way. It's like, oh, how weird that is. Yeah. But you know, it's just all, whatever makes you angry. Look at yeah. Carvel and Madeline. Right. This was a love built to last. Well, I think um, it's it's more indicative of what it actually is out there versus the talking heads and uh, uh, and stuff. But uh, I think when you break it down, I think it's very very important for people to have friends, uh, close friends, not just people you pass by and go, oh yeah, that's Bob. He sells me meat. But friends that you interact with and can build up a, a personal connection with that represent different things because it's yes. so easy. I can't say a blanket statement. Um, and about uh, you know a left side of a left leaning politics or something and and feel good about saying that if i know you personally or other people in my my friend group and and, and not just politics other relationships well that's where you and i differ <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> well you you also run a uh, a political blog called ahead on the left yes where can they find that uh, that would be at uh, headonthelift.blogspot.com uh, head blog i believe spot. something like that you know okay. it's a blogspot thing yeah and, well, it, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, 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 you do great it, work. Thank you. Well, I think it's provocative. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about... I'm not about ranting. I'm all about backing things up, with, sure. you know, backing up what I believe with, with, with facts. So I think, you know, yeah. it stands on its own two feet. And, you know, it's... It like, does. It's yeah. uh, and it's fun and it's a uh, it's a great release and I yeah. also do a lot of silly Photoshop graphic yeah. kind of things too. Yeah, and uh, who knows if I, if I had a blog called uh, Take a Turn to the Right, maybe we'd have, <laughs> maybe we'd have issues, <laughs> but we don't. And and knowing you um, over the years and and considering you a a, a great friend, um, you know, knowing you has changed some of my, out- my outlook on some things. It's my my biggest respect I can say to you. I'm learning more and more about you today. Than Absolutely, I ever had. Uh, we can we can you know I don't necessarily want to go into it. You're all, you're definitely a private man, but but. Um, uh, yeah, you know, and you absolutely changed me uh, on some social issues, specifically wow. because of you, because it was like, well, um, I, I love Chip. And so this, the, you know, he's talking about gay marriage. He's ta- Yeah. OK, let's get it. I'm talking about gay marriage, specifically talking about gay marriage. <laughs> I didn't know. I was just a shot in the dark. No, I am. I'm specifically talking about that because uh, He's talking about food stamps, food stamps and EBT. Um, no, no. And you specifically changed uh, my view because I had a, a different upbringing and and, uh, and and that didn't necessarily point me to a specific direction, but it factored in and what I thought I believed in. What, and when it came down to vote, when it came down to actual vote, I thought about you and I was like, well, yes, this should be. Yes, I'm behind this. Wow. And 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 that comes out of knowing you as as a person first, and that's what we all we all uh, let's give ourselves some credit, Chip. You and I are a good template for what America should be. Gosh darn it! <laughs> people getting to know each other as people, uh, and not being talking heads. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, we should put that on Fox News, right? On only Fox News. <laughs> um, <laughs> I th- yeah, I think I, 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 that's my ultimate uh, uh, respect for you. Comes from that. Uh, you, you helped. Uh, you helped uh, change my view on something. I'm, I'm happy to have been changed about. I it. am humbled. I should rant more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You were a little hard on that bush fella. No, I'm kidding. No, no one was. Uh, no one. Um, that changed a lot of things too. Um, so I think it's that said. I think this all started from Chipsock. I think we eventually got to get back to some of that stuff. We should. We should. Team I'd up love again. to. I mean, actually, doing the Chipsock stuff was a, a, a real. Um, I don't think I had done any other work with anyone else like that. You know, it's like the uh, film sketch routines. Yeah. And it was just. You know, it was everything it should be it was uh, a little bit of work and a lot of fun yeah and just like the ability to riff and the things that we did i thought they were great and you know what uh, you joke about 14 people seeing them but yeah. all 14 people well it was a little more than that yeah thought it was funny yeah. and they were mostly your friends because my friends don't really <laughs> follow me in any sort of uh, way whatsoever bit much um yeah. but uh, and I'd meet friends of yours at shows and whatnot, and yeah. uh, they would all be like, "Hey!" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, hey whoa. Ch- whoa! You're, you're in the Chipsock like, video." Yeah, I'd be like, "Wow, yeah, we, why is it that Ken has great friends?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I, I don't know. Um, I'm not worthy of all the, the any friendship or adulation from those people. But yeah, we had some we had some great time, some great fun. And um, now the technology has advanced. Back then, I I had like a, a Tandy laptop and a Choney camera. Um, now I got a Sony XA10 and this fancy Steve Jobs mobile. Uh, maybe it's about time we we worked on some stuff again and maybe put it on the the Schmo Plus banner. Uh, you're also writing now for the Schmoesno.com website. Yes. Um, which is uh, just recently went through a big relaunch and um, and the site looks great. Site looks great, and uh, you bring a, a an interesting take to movies. You're such a knowledgeable movie fan. Uh, you're a movie trivia trivia expert. You're just kind of a trivia expert. Um, that's that's my field. Um, yeah. So so uh, can we, oh trivia. Let's talk about trivia. One of my the most interesting aspects of you is you you once wrote for Jeopardy, right? No, I no? never wrote for Jeopardy. Oh. Well, uh, I, uh, oh, you wrote for the Canadian non-union offshoot. I, I was a researcher on the uh, television program Jeopardy. Um, okay. But I uh, worked on uh, my the regular uh, go in every day to the office and not freelance uh, world of me working in the trivia world was uh, Sony Online Entertainment. Okay. And uh, let's see, they had the license to do the Trivial Pursuit game, which really turned out really well mm. for its short life but sony online entertainment uh was closed down one day as we were all told in a big meeting and uh moved to san diego and those of us who wanted to go to san diego and re-interview for our jobs were certainly welcome to do that re-interview and uh those of us who wanted to take a huge severance with vacation and bonus for each year that you worked there and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, number one, I moved out here to be in Los Angeles, Hollywood, yeah. and that severance. <gasps> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I took the money, and then I, I bought my first camera. And um, Hey, that's a smart investment. <laughs> and uh, then from there went to uh, research on Jeopardy, and from there went to my first television writing job, which was uh, The Weakest Link. With right. the mean lady and Anne Robinson, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, 
she had trouble pronouncing a lot of American words, which made writing. So no questions with chickadee, <laughs> aluminum, and I, I can't remember the full list. <laughs> was this posted on a board in the, in the writer's room? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was posted on a board in each writer's room. She cannot say Chevrolet. Yeah. And I, I probably signed something somewhere that said I wasn't supposed to talk about that. But uh, you know, the, the, this will really crumble her career <laughs> now. Yeah, luckily for you, uh, by 14 subscribers, uh, we're up to 14 now. Uh, we'll uh, we'll not spread the word. Um, yeah, that's uh, researching for Jeopardy. That's what I was thinking when I said wrote for Jeopardy. I, I, I was thinking researching for Jeopardy. That's just cool, though. I'm sorry. That's kind of cool. It's Jeopardy, man. My grandparents haven't missed an episode in 25 years. Nor have I. <laughs> How uh, how did you come to the trivia side of things? That you were just had an aptitude for it growing up. Uh, yeah, my parents were very competitive trivia players at trivia games against each other. <laughs> Picturing little Chip Dornell sitting there watching his parents fight over trivia pursuit. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were very. You know, it's a uh, family a family game night. Okay, you know, they were um, very permissive with us, but uh, with each other. You know, if um, they put. The accent on the wrong syllable. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you said Star tr Star Trek. Right. It's Star Trek. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, 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 okay. No, here's your piece of pie. Here's your piece of pie. Here's your piece of pie. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know. Maybe, I know how that goes. <laughs> maybe I was just so amused by all those uh, fun nights that it, uh, I, I almost got one time almost got kicked out of my 11th grade English class because every Friday we did a trivia contest and one of the questions was name like one of the most popular British uh, singer song uh, singer songwriter duos it was uh, songwriters it wasn't about singing it was about uh, songwriting itself and the, the answer was Lennon McCartney me being a big Beatle fan knew that right away someone said the Beatles and uh, um, the uh, teacher's like yep correct and I got so mad. I was like, it's not the Beatles. It's Ringo Starr did not write anything for Bad Company. He did not write anything. It was Lennon McCartney. So I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm, meltdown. Um, where do you go from here, Chip? It's just a deep question. You've been out here almost 25 years now? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Br London, Berlin? Yeah. I mean, have you ever thought? I mean, have you ever? are you happy out here staying? Um, no. <laughs> I just wanted to add a little drama. Yeah. Am I happy out here? I, mean, I guess I'm, I, I'm as happy as I would be anywhere. Okay. Um, but, uh... I'm just, I'll, I'll set you up a little bit better. I'm having a, a running theme, and I had this discussion with a mutual friend of ours, Joey Rockenstein, on, on the episode last week, um, about, you know, definitions of success and what we came out here for, and has it changed, and... Um, when you don't hit that career lottery, which 99% uh, of people don't, and do you ever kind of look around and go, eh, maybe I'll go work at a library in Vermont? Sure, yeah, actually, I mean, uh, a few different things. First of all, you know, after being out here for a few months, you realize it's not going to happen the way you, you, you thought it would right. for most people. So right. if you stay after that three months, you 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 know, settle on that and that becomes okay. And you, mm -hmm. you wait the tables and you do whatever. And if you know that, you know, no two people come across success the same way, right. then you dig in and you just go and, you know, don't look back. And that's basically what I've done. And I've reached, you know, uh, 
certain levels of success. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen. It, it certainly didn't happen the way I thought it would. I didn't think I would, would come out here to write for game shows. I right. know that I. What? Where did that come from? Right. But. Uh, and then you meet people, and connections are made, and, and this becomes your life. It becomes your home. Right. But um, you know, even the, the, the you know the the game show thing, it's uh, it's probably the most precarious genre in television. And so you know, the past mm-hmm. couple of years have Ominous. not been good for that. And yeah. you know it's been a, it's been good because it's been a challenge in finding other outlets, things to create for yourself. And that's right. basically what it is. I mean, you come out here and you think someone's going to hire me for this, and that's not really the way it works for everyone. It's what you create for yourself that mm-hmm. you know can. Um, that Especially now to do it yourself, Hollywood. Totally. But you said, "Wow, you really said something that." Um, it made so much sense to me there is when you come out here, uh, you in 91, me in 1998, and I think we came out, you did the Groundlings early on in your time out here, as did I. Took the classes up to the third yeah. level. There I, were four total. I went uh, I went all the way to the fourth until they told me, no, you're no longer funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Pretty soon you hit the ground here, and unless you're Ashton Kutcher who gets a job the second day in town or something, um, yeah, you kind of look around and go, oh, oh, this is different. Yep. Okay, this is a little bit longer. You got to dig in, marathon, not a sprint type right, thing. Right, right. Well, you know, well said by you. I've seen a lot of people come and go. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that'll happen over the course of twenty years. But I'm sure. talking about just in uh, over a course of months. Yeah. People who just had the expectation, I'm going to go hit the ground running, and I'm never going to look back. Yeah. I, d- I I just had someone in a kind of acquaintance in the in the movie reviewing business, and he moved from uh, uh, Pacific Northwest to L.A. and um, had some success behind him. He had every chance. He had a better chance to hit the ground running than most people. And he came and went in three weeks or so. What? And, I, <laughs> you know, it's because I think he had come down before and hung out with people. Right. With the Schmoes No team and everything. And was like, this is great. I'm all, oh, we're partying fun every night. Mm. Buffalo Wild Wings. We're having fun podcasting, this and that. And no, it's, you hit the town and now it's what, work. three weeks later? This is hard, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were all a little shocked by it. Um. Yeah, it's you got to be in for a long haul, and you've been in for the long haul. And uh, uh, well, because n- after a certain point, you don't want to admit failure. <laughs> uh, and that's what I've been struggling with. We'll, we'll talk more off air. Yeah, my my fateful trip to Vegas in summer of 2012. I went by myself and just faced every bit of failure. I and I had to realize I failed at a lot of things, and it's time to work a little harder. But you know that's and I. I I'm at a I'm at a real crossroads now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm oh I'm, you have no idea. But it, you know what? It, it just it, it, if I wasn't sitting here talking to you, I would yeah. be home like you know, stewing, girding for a phone call <laughs> that I have to make that I don't want for this project that I'm right. working on. Right. Everyone's just pissing me off. But right. sitting here talking to you about it actually reminds you. It's like you know. These are the times. These right. are the times that make you. You know, it's just like if yeah. you can get through this, then yeah. you know. Well, yeah, we, uh, we're all on the same team here, and I think uh, I'm excited for the next couple of years because uh, I think a lot of uh, people around us we got some mom- momentum going, and and I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean we'll all be at uh, a mansion um, on the hill. Uh, I don't even know if I want that anymore. And, uh, you know, and not that I ever really did. But right. When, when you get to town, you're that's like, one of the one of the ways yeah. things change. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I, I want a house on the hill, the Hollywood Hills. Now, I'd like, I could rent a condo in Studio City and be happy. Right. <laughs> you know, things change. 
things change. But one thing that hasn't changed is my love and respect uh, for you, Mr. Chip Dornell. Oh, Thanks for coming out here to the studio in Studio City, California, for the Knapsack Files, and and we're definitely gonna have you back. Thank you for thank you for having me, and thank mm-hmm. you for being such a good friend all these years, and thank mm-hmm. you for understanding that my stewing and anger at the back of the room in the El Dorado was not directed towards you. It took me a while. You are a scary, scary mother effer when you're just sitting there stewing, but you are a great man and a, such a, a wonderful, fun person to be around, and and I want you around us more here on the Knapsack Files. So that's it for this time. Thank uh, you, Ken. Follow uh, uh, Chip Dornell on Twitter. The, you don't go on it once but uh, once but a year, but uh, where, where is oh, it? Oh, how can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> what is your Twitter handle? Uh, username Chip. Username Chip. I get it. I see what you did there. Hey! Flavin, Flavin. All right. Follow him on Twitter, and remember to like and review and subscribe to the Knapsack Files on iTunes, on Stitcher, Podomatic, and all the places in between that you can listen to us, or you can just follow me around, and I'll do one live for you. That's been another edition of the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack. We will see you next time.